Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. It's Friday, November the 12th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, a former Love Island star from Kent has revealed how the show and social media has made him feel under pressure to look good. You can find out why Rochester Cathedral is launching its own brand of gin and we'll hear from Gillingham's Jack Tucker ahead of their game at this weekend. But first, a digger's been used to rip a cash machine from a shop in Canterbury. Police were called to St Martin's Hill in the early hours of this morning. The ATM was later found on the A257 Littlebourne Road. Well, our reporter Brad Harper has been at the scene for the Kent Online podcast. There are dirt tracks leading from the nearby Royal Parade development with the digger still at the scene. There is also a um, 4x4 nearby which has a crumpled police car which appears to have crashed into the back of it and also a uh, police car towards the front. There is a Skoda at the scene which appears to have bloodstains down it as well. Um, The road is currently closed at the bottom of St Martin's Hill with traffic being diverted via Spring Lane or being asked to turn around and also on Littlebourne Road at the Warwick Road Junction. Uh, police and forensic teams remain at the scene this morning. On the website, you can see pictures and video of the significant damage caused to the family shopper store. This man was woken up by it happening. We heard at like half three in the morning, we heard a lot of rumbling and we come out here, went to the corner of the road and noticed that there was a big digger tracking down the road, basically the main road. Then we went back in because we thought, oh, it's just going to be a digger. Laid back down and then we just did a bang come back out and the diggers there taking it to work at the at the cash point and then there was a couple of geezers or whatever all balaclavered up and that and then yeah just skirted off what happened next did you see the police arrive yeah yeah we was here when the police arrived the police arrived they come up the hill they had a land rover the the people we were doing the robbery had a land rover at the top of the, the top of the hill and they were just ramming police cars as they come up basically just block them off that was all they was doing mental and it may sound like a silly question but what was your reaction to it all shocked yeah i was more shocked i was more like wow like they're actually doing it like you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it you wouldn't expect it from the community we live in no not at all lynn lives nearby and also heard it you could hear a great big bang but um then my daughter rang me and said did i hear about it and then um when you hear about everything that's happening it's just scary it's just very, very scary. Stabbings. Kids getting uh, abducted. And now things like this right near where you live. It's just... It's not on. It's not on. It's very scary. Does it make you worried to come out? As it a does. Very. You're very, very scared to come out. You know, especially... Well, actually, you don't, it can happen in the daytime and it can happen at night. doesn't matter where you are, something could happen. Police have told us a 29-year-old man's been arrested on suspicion of burglary. Kent Online News. Next today, and it's believed a record number of people have crossed the channel to Kent in a single day. Reports suggest around 1,000 asylum seekers made the dangerous journey yesterday. That's higher than the previous record of 853 from earlier this month. Sky's Shingi Marariki, who's been in Dover, has been reading a statement from the Home Office. The British public have had enough of seeing people die in the channel. 
channel while ruthless criminal gangs profit from their misery and our new plan for immigration will fix the broken system which encourages migrants to make this lethal journey. The French Coast Guard has also been searching for three people who are thought to have gone missing after attempting to cross the channel in a kayak. Charity Kent Refugee Action Network is urgently calling for safe routes for asylum seekers to be made available. Meantime, far-right activists could be jailed for abusing asylum seekers at the port of Dover after promising not to intimidate those who arrive in small boats. Alan Leggett from Grimsby and Nigel Marcham from Thurston have also been banned from setting foot on the eastern and western docks following an injunction. Another activist appearing via video link at Canterbury Crown Court will face a further hearing after denying harassment. Detectives are investigating reports of a sex attack in Ashford Town Centre. A woman's thought to have been raped in the Park Street area last night. Officers are carrying out patrols in the area as they try to work out what happened. The MP for Dover has been criticised after saying Marcus Rashford should stick to his day job despite having a second job herself. Natalie Elphick made the comments in the summer when the footballer, who campaigns to help vulnerable children, missed a penalty in the Euros final. It's now emerged she gets paid £36,000 a year on top of her MP's salary as chair of an independent watchdog for new-build houses. Two squirrels have died after being found tied together up a telegraph pole near Sevenoaks. They were caught in a bicycle wheel about halfway up the post on Watercrest Drive. Part of their tails appeared to have been deliberately cut off. They're really quite harrowing pictures that we've got on the website. The RSPCA is investigating. Kent Online reports. A young man who had a finger bitten off during an unprovoked attack has told the Kent Online podcast how it left him anxious to go out. Michael Connell was only 19 when it happened at the Milkhouse pub in Cranbroke back in 2018, leaving him needing four operations. He's described the moment it happened and says his attacker had no remorse at the time. He basically walked up to me and um, started saying like, oh, so like swearing a lot. He was obviously quite drunk. I think he'd been there for like most of the day. And uh, I was like, I said to him, I was like, oh, like, I, I don't know who you are. Like, who are you? He was like, oh, um, I'm this, that, and the other. And then grabbed me kind of around the top of the, um, the shirt that I was wearing. And then as he kind of, as he done that, um, I I was still sitting down at this point. And I I put, put pushed my hand up like towards him before my hand even reached his face. He he's he's um he bit down on my finger. He saw my hand coming up and like bit down directly on my finger. And then as he done that, who I know now to be his son, but I didn't know this at the time. He was his son was sitting on the table next to us with a few of his friends. So his son. Uh, dragged me dragged me to the side and then I looked down at um at my finger and then all I could see was like the bone because the bone was actually sticking out further than the further than the rest of the flesh. So um I think even the son was shocked that when that when I because then when he saw what had happened to my hand, I think even he was shocked because that's when he let go of me. And then obviously I was searching around and saying like and I was asking people like have you seen if you've seen the top of my finger, it sounds disgusting. But and I went round and picked it up. And for the first, I don't know, probably for the first half an hour, I was just in complete and utter shock about it. I didn't really, it didn't really set in exactly what happened. After I'd probably say like 10, 15 minutes, once we got upstairs, that's when I, that's when it kind of set in. And then 
when I was looking at it, that's when I could start really start really feeling the pain. Well, this case has now come to court and the man is due to be sentenced next month after admitting GBH. Parents in Herne Bay are calling for adults to be banned from school buses after an incident involving a knife. As we told you on a podcast recently, police were called to Broomfield last Wednesday when a woman was left covered in blood from what's thought to be a self-inflicted injury on a stagecoach service. The bus company says incidents like this are extremely unusual. Well, we've been asking in a poll today if you think adults should be banned from school buses, which is something parents in the city are calling for. So far, 69% of you say yes. You can still vote at Kent Online. Detectives investigating an arson attack at a home in Welling believe a car they're looking for could be in Dartford. The Smithy family, who are famous on TikTok, had their home damaged in the blaze on South Gypsy Road in July. Police are trying to trace a light blue Fiat Punto with a noticeable dent. Proposals are being put forward to extend Ramsgate's conservation area to help tackle issues such as traffic and graffiti. The current zone includes most of the town centre, but five new locations could be added, including some buildings of local heritage interest. New traffic management systems would also be put in place while graffiti could be cleaned up and landmarks refurbished. Remembrance events will be taking place across Kent this weekend. A two-minute silence will be held on Sunday as wreaths are laid at Warmer memorials in the county. Many events couldn't happen last year because of the pandemic and over the past few weeks poppy collections have been able to take place in person once again. They raise vital funds for the Royal British Legion which supports veterans across the county. Charlotte Robinson is from the charity. We saw a big decline last year obviously because of the pandemic and the need for our services went up Mm. but this year so far has been phenomenal. The the support from the public has been incredible and, and we wouldn't be able to to do what we do without them. Kent Online reports. A former Love Island star from Kent says the show and social media especially puts pressure on you to look good. Footballer Aaron Simpson, who's played for the likes of Maidstone United and Dover Athletic, featured on the last series. The 24-year-old has been speaking to Kent Online's Tea Time chats on Instagram and says he was very aware there would be a lot of attention on his body shape. Me personally, I had... Um... I had enough warning, so I knew like I needed to to get in the gym before before going on TV. But um, like for me, something like my appearance is something I've always taken kind of pride in. So it was just kind of normal for me. But it does give you that extra little bit of motivation when you know like you're going to be watched by by millions um, on on the TV. So um, yeah, no, I think it is it is very difficult because. Um, there was a big thing, obviously, about my haircut when I went in there. I was out there for for five weeks beforehand, and um, like anyone that knows me, know I get know I get my haircut like at least like once a week. Um, so yeah, that was that was difficult to to be out there for five weeks and not be able to get a trim before I went in. So um, so yeah, no, but I think I think for me it was just more of a um, more of a thing where I was like confident in myself, so I wasn't really too too bothered what any what anyone else kind of but kind of thinks really it's good that you have that confidence in yourself because my next question was kind of you know for young boys and, and men watching they see these bodies on their screen in magazines and things like that is it hard to when you're growing up feel like you have to fit into that standard of you know these bodies that you see on love island they're actually really hard to achieve and they take a lot of work yeah i think um like especially social media I think probably doesn't help these days like a lot of it um a lot of it is like very fabricated and not not real so um 
again, like you're only seeing how many people probably took part in the show, maybe 30 out of however many millions that there are in the UK. So, um, yeah, you, you just got to remember that that's not like a true representation of, of anything. And everyone comes in all different shapes and sizes and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I can imagine it is hard for, for young people seeing that and, and stuff. And, um, but I think like recently, like people are making a lot of headway in, in terms of like body positivity and stuff like that, which is, which is good to see because uh, I feel like everyone should, should kind of feel comfortable um, in their own skin. You've had a lot of love in the comments and things like that. Have you faced any nastiness or has it all just been, you know, purely love and support for you? In person and whenever I've like met anyone, um, it's been like a hundred percent positive. I can't think of a time where I've seen someone and they've said something nasty or, or said like a negative comment. But obviously online, you do get do get a lot of trolls, especially when I first came out. Um, not as much now. Um, you still get the odd one here and there, but um, I think again, it's it's massively down to the to the individual and. I don't really take too much um, too much notice of it, but everyone has their down days. And I think what people don't realize is you can say something to someone 364 times in, in a year, every single day, and they'll be absolutely fine with it. But you catch them on that one bad day and it's kind of, you know, they, you're gonna get the reaction and it's gonna really get to them. So um, yeah, that's, that's the hard bit to deal with because I feel like people, uh, say things and make comments maybe a little bit too too easily without actually thinking of the repercussions of them. Um, and since I've since I've come out of the villa, I've definitely um, noticed that. And and like I said, I'm quite headstrong, so I haven't really let any of them get to me. But um, like sometimes you're you're human, and and you do kind of find yourself like thinking, is that really what people think? Am I really like that? Um, but then you've just got to got to kind of remember who you are and remember that a lot of these people that are saying stuff would never ever say it to your face it's just because they're they're behind the screen normally on a fake account or, or something like that he's been speaking out as november marks men's mental health month head to our insta to see the episode in full there are fears a sinkhole could open up and part of a street in gravesend collapse because of a water leak residents in windmill street say they've told southern water multiple times about the leak coming from a crack in the road but it's still not been fixed after five weeks and now water's pouring out near a curb the company says it's identified a leak on a pipe joining the main to properties and is working with Kent Highways to schedule a repair. Elsewhere, there's another weekend of closures on the A249 to be aware of as major work at the Stockbury Junction continues. The road will be closed at Maidstone Bound between Bobbing and Stockbury from 10 tonight until 5 on Monday morning. More than £90 million is being spent on a new flyover at Junction 5 of the M2. Head to our socials or online to see details of the diversion route that will be in place. More than 140 pubs and 50 breweries in Kent have been featured in this year's Good Beer Guide. While one brewery had shut since last year's list was published, three new ones have been included. James Blunt's written the intro to this year's guide. He owns a pub in Chelsea and has spoken about the struggles for the industry during the pandemic. Kent Online News. 
Rochester Cathedral is launching its very own brand of gin. It's called 604, which represents the date England's second oldest cathedral was founded not far from the River Medway. They've teamed up with the Copper Rivet Distillery near the historic dockyard in Chatham and money from sales will go towards conserving the building and other work they do too. Gives a whole new meaning to the phrase Holy Spirit. Well, our colleagues from KMTV have been along to the launch. Philip Hesketh, Dean of Rochester. Bob, who owns the... uh, Copper Rivet Distillery is uh, a member of our uh, business guild. We have a cathedral business guild it's been going for a couple of decades um, and we have speakers and uh, we have breakfasts and you know that kind of thing and we were talking about it when the first one gin came out at Blackburn we said oh we better do this we can't let other cathedrals steal and then we didn't really do anything and then another one came out and it was then that we said right we're, we're going to do it. So it's a local partnership and collaboration but it's only been made possible because of of their generosity and kindness really. It's absolutely crucial for us to, to value our history and um, the buildings um, and our legacy really. I mean, I, I see things in the sense that we're just custodians really, that um, my job while I'm here, which will be you know, a short time in the space of 1400 years, is to try and hand on the cathedral to the next generation in a better way than I found it, so that it can still be a source of inspiration Um, uh, for people um, now and in the future. And you can watch their report on Kent tonight from 5.30 or at any time online. Five miles of festive lights and more than 100,000 bulbs will be lit up in Canterbury City Centre later. The Christmas lights at Whitefriars will be switched on with our sister radio station KMFM from half six tonight. There'll be a light-up parade from the Marlowe Theatre beforehand featuring the cast of this year's Panto, Jack and the Beanstalk. And Tom Walker's also been on KMFM chatting about his new single, Something Beautiful. Beautiful. He was on the hit list with Emma Joe last night. It was actually um, me and Steve Mack who I wrote Leave a Light on with. We wrote it together on our first ever Zoom writing session. Oh. And uh, we wrote it probably in about five hours. But then for the next like six months, I, I just couldn't get the verses right. I think I wrote like 28 different versions of the verses. And I was just still like, oh, this just isn't feeling right. And then I heard um, Mast Wolf's Astronaut in the Ocean. I just thought it was such a cool track. Love the production, I love these vocals, like everything about it would stick. So on the off chance, I just hit his team up and sent him the track without verse one and two on it. And literally what you hear on the record is what he sent back the next day. Like he nailed it first time and he really got the meaning of the song and just absolutely encapsulated it in his lyrics. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, it was awesome. A bit of a random one, but all things together nicely. And how was it? I really want to know this. Oh my gosh. Meeting and performing to the Duchess of Cambridge. That must have just been like the most insane moment. Also, I want to know, did you shake her hand and did you have sweaty hands? Um, uh, I I don't think we were doing shaking of hands. Oh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she's lovely. I've met her before at a different uh, charity event that I did. Um, and she's just an actress. She does everything you'd imagine. Yeah. You know, very graceful. She's basically the Adele of the royal world. Yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I don't know if she's a great singer. She might be. Maybe she uh, is. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. She can do everything. <laughs> that day was awesome because I also got to meet um, Ant and Dex. Yeah. And I've been a big fan of theirs for ages and I've never met them before in there exactly what you would expect in real life just like a proper laugh really lovely 
just dead, dead laid back and chilled. So yeah, it was a good day. If you missed it, you can listen to the full thing at kmfm.co.uk. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are back in League One action this weekend. They face a tough trip away to eighth place Sheffield Wednesday, who've not lost in six games. The Jills are unbeaten in their last three, but are down to 19th and just a point above the relegation zone. We've been catching up with defender Jack Tucker ahead of the game. Yeah, it's one we're definitely looking forward to as a group and uh, as a staff. Uh, obviously a great iconic stadium, Hillsborough is, uh, but obviously we've, we can't look too much into that. We've got to go there, do a job and try bring the three points back to Kent. That's what we're going there for. So obviously it is nice to go into these big stadiums in League One, which there is now, uh, but we've still got a job to do, just like we would at any other game. It just so happens that the, the bigger teams and so-called bigger clubs that we have, have been to, we have picked up decent results in the last couple of years, so that's something we'll be looking to do again. Obviously it was a bit different last year without any fans going to the, the bigger clubs, so obviously it does feel a bit different when you are coming away from those grounds with a, a win or a draw, whatever it might have been. Um, so yeah, I, f- I think it'll be a lot better if we can come back uh, with some points tomorrow if we do have our fans there, I'm sure they'll be brilliant as they always are. Obviously, when you do go to the bigger grounds, subconsciously, some teams might just give that extra 5% or whatever it might be. But we, we like to think we, we go out there every game and give, give whatever we can, 100%, 110%. So that would be the same for us. Um, but we, like you said, they might not have won as many games as they might have liked at home, but we're not taking that for granted. We know how good they are as a team, got a great manager, got some great individual players who have played at a much higher level than, than what we are now. Uh, so we'll go there full of respect for them, but not, not scared of them in any way. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for them. I don't know the ins and outs of what their games have been like, but definitely for us, we feel, especially in the last few weeks, that we've, we've had a few draws that most certainly could have been wins. Uh, the Bolton game and the Acton game spring to mind immediately, just having made the amount of chance that we did. And obviously the Bolton game conceding late on, that was disappointing. Uh, but we are where we are on the table. We can't do anything about that now. So we've just got to look to the future and make sure that in the future, those games we do trust. We try to turn them in our favour where we can. Kickoffs at three, and you can keep up with all the action as it happens at kentonline.co.uk. This match, of course, comes ahead of Gillingham's FA Cup replay against Cheltenham Town on Tuesday night after that ended one all last weekend. And in cricket, batting coach Mike Yardy has left Kent. He joined the county from Sussex last year and is returning there to take on the role of academy director. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. You can also now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Do have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.